support for this podcast comes from Staffing Future. Nowadays, your recruitment website needs to do more than just validate your business. Websites are your digital front door, where new clients and great talent should come knocking. So do you want your recruitment website to stand out from the crowd, generate new business leads and placement revenue? If that's a yes, then talk to Staffing Future, the recruitment website and technology experts. Get a free website and technology stack review and competitor analysis today. Just visit staffingfuture.com slash rules. What great ideas are so close within your grasp? Seeing other points of view, anticipating change, considering multiple possible turnouts, acknowledging uncertainty, searching for compromise. We're going to talk about how to get over those limiters of innovation so that you can extract better thinking from yourself and your team. So let's talk about how to win the future. Welcome to the Marketing Rules Podcast from Thinking Circles. With me, your host, James Whitelock. Why, how, and what we measure in marketing has always been a point of contention. More often than not, marketing KPIs are set high on above and have little to no relation on the day-to-day efforts and successes of the marketing department. So, are KPIs dead, and should we bother measuring anything at all? Joining me this week to discuss this is Glenn Southam. Glenn is a vocal proponent on the role of marketeers and community manager of the influential Lonely Marketeers Group. Welcome back, everybody, to the Marketing Rules podcast. And today I've got everyone's favorite marketer, everyone's favorite recruitment marketer, Glenn Southam with me. Um, Glenn, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I know I've been on, on the Yours the Lonely Marketeer, and I've promised at that point that we'd definitely get you back on to here because um, I think... Uh, you know, there's not many who have your kind of reputation within the recruitment marketing space. So it is good to have you on because I think you're going to kind of add a lot. And as, and as a lot of our um, listeners are in that, in that are in kind of uh, the marketing space and recruitment marketing space, I think uh, it would be absolutely valuable to have you on. However, before we get on talking about uh, a bit about kind of measuring marketing, it would be good to just kind of get a little bit about your background because I've known you for a few years now. And I know a little bit kind of how you kind of come into the industry, but for anybody who's not kind of uh, familiar with your work, as it were, uh, can you kind of give us a little um, kind of update on, on how you get to where you are today? Yeah, of course. Um, thank you for the kind words. Reputation can go one way or the other. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you, uh, you know, I noticed you didn't say good or, or bad on there, but uh, yeah, just as a, you know, as a, as a whistle stop, if you like, um, like most people within this uh, wonderful world of recruitment, I I fell into it. Um, I, I graduated back in well, a very long time ago now, back in 2004, applied for every job under the sun. It was a lot harder to apply for jobs back then as well than <laughs> it is now. Um, and and I ended up um, you know, applying to a marketing assistant role at a financial recruitment firm um, in London called Mark Satin. Um, and I joined their marketing assistant, done absolutely everything from a marketing perspective. Uh, even print advertising back in the day. Wow. Um, and and that, that's where my journey, journey started. And, you know, I've been in the industry ever since. Um, quite long stints in, in businesses, usually high growth businesses where a lot of change happens. So I never really had the chance to, to get bored. Mm-hmm. Um, started up um, teams from zero, uh, where I was number one, growing those teams internationally as businesses have grown um and then the last business uh where i was kind of um a proper employee if you if you like uh, that got sold um and then i made the decision to um to come out and do some 
some consultancy work and you know over that period of time probably worked with 30 35 recruitment businesses um, on their marketing efforts uh, as well as over the past couple of years supported individual marketers in terms of um you know growing their careers if, if you like and you know my passion is always to get uh, marketers um a better seat at the table or a seat at all um, <laughs> sometimes and um, and that's where my where my focus has been and over the past couple of years uh, like like you mentioned as well um, kind of naturally evolved the, the lonely marketers um, community of which the podcast uh, yeah. happens and things if there's one good thing um, to come out of the whole covid uh, pandemic it, it certainly is that um, lonely marketers community yeah, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned that that because um, for anyone kind of listening, it's uh, it's a WhatsApp group uh, full of uh, recruitment marketers, um, uh, one or two kind of marketing consultants like myself uh, and a few others, um, and it's just this kind of safe space for to discuss everything kind of recruitment marketing, um, and actually that is where I kind of got the idea for today's kind of chat, which is around um, measuring marketing and how you and how we go about that. Um, and it seems to be a reoccurring kind of, I was going to say an issue, but it's it's a theme that kind of comes up. Um, and it's it would be good to kind of, you know, pick your brains around and get your thoughts around this. Um, because I said in the in the in the WhatsApp group, it tends to kind of come up at very similar times when when, when budgets are being discussed, these kind of things, it kind of it's seasonal, it seems to kind of come up. And I know it's something we get asked from an agency point of view, you know, you know the you know how do you get return on investment how do we measure the success and all that kind of stuff so i thought it'd be good to kind of have a chat around that um so you know one of the kind of first things i always kind of try to kind of talk to some of our clients about is that you know it can be quite hard to measure the, ex the kind of uh, the effectiveness of of marketing but is it okay that's the you know the traditional thinking is it's is it's it can be difficult but with everything else that's out there now, is it still as difficult um, as it always was? So yeah. what's your kind of thought there? I, I don't think it's as difficult as it always uh, was. Um, you know, like, like you say, this has been a question that's been put to me from managers and clients and, and everything since since I, I started. Um, I think the, you know, the rapid rise in technology that's out there and the sophistication of of CRMs, email marketing platforms, et cetera, et cetera, makes it a lot easier to, to measure stuff. Yeah. Um, but I still think there's a disconnect between um, what people are measuring, why they're measuring it for the sake of it. Um, I, you know, so many businesses and individuals that I've worked with who have been reaming off, you know, just so much data from google analytics from email platforms and it's just spreadsheets and they say you know we're set we're sending this uh, you know upwards on a monthly weekly basis and it's a little bit pointless to, to be honest it's it's a little bit reporting for reporting sake it's not really proving um kind of any uh, return on investment um but equally and I, I think we'll probably come on to this is that uh, you know, can you can you measure everything, or should, or should you be measuring everything? But yeah. look, it's certainly easier at a, at a top level to get the the insight into how our audiences and maybe our consultants, to be honest, how they behave and interact 
um, with us as a brand, mm-hmm. as well as any specific content uh, yeah. that, we, that we create. I think that that's that's obvious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's interesting you kind of pull up that point around um, reporting for reporting's sake. And I, and again, this may comes back to to uh, a theme that I know we're both kind of passionate about about marketing, having this kind of this seat at the table, and whether it's much more upon us as marketeers to, to deliver that more that kind of whatever we are going to report on. When I know we're going to talk about that, whatever we're measuring, but to report that more effectively and to kind of understand exactly what the board or whoever at the senior management teams are expecting and want to see as opposed to saying oh we've you know traffic's up to the website on the website by 20 percent where does that what does that actually mean you know what i mean and uh yeah again your your kind of opinion on, on that it, it, it's, it's applying marketing principles to what to what you're doing internally i think so it's, it's, it's knowing your audience you know that that's what we do as marketers is we want to understand the audiences understand their their challenges and present them with solutions insight um data mm-hmm. that that makes those problems go away and and when you're talking in in recruitment terms in reality to the people you're reporting you need to be talking at the basically about new candidates new clients and revenue, yeah. um, you know, th- those three things is is all that you need to re- be reporting on. Now, that, I'm not saying that the rest of the reporting that people may be doing and the insights that they're getting is not invaluable. It is if something's going wrong. If something's going wrong and you're not hitting the milestones, the targets, the, the ROI that you may have created yourself, um, then you can dive into that reporting to be able to understand what the the triggers or the levers are mm-hmm. there um but i think you know it's a little bit less is more t- you know put your marketing hat on when you come to reporting and think you know i'm going to speak to the ceo the md the sales director what do they care about and only present what they care about what you care about in all reality they probably couldn't care less <laughs> to a certain way and it's kind of having that level of acceptance yourself i think you know, makes you um, a, a better marketer and probably have a little bit more um, impact yeah. within the business that you're working in. So that um, that's interesting because that comes on to the next next point about you know are are KPIs dead because if everybody's everybody's got their own skin in the game, right? Like you just said, if you're reporting to the sales director, they've got a certain certain targets and certain things that they want to see from marketing and certain things that they're interested in. The finance department has something else. The HR department has got something else. The MD and the board have maybe got something else. So one of the things that comes up in, in the group a lot is that marketers have been you know, kind of slapped with these kind of key performance indicators. Mm-hmm. And there's a kind of bit of a pushback as well. You know, does this really mean, does, how, how affect, what does this mean for my job? You know, am I, you know, do I really want to, do I need to be kind of hitting these? You know, what's the point? Um, so is that kind of, kind of just put, hanging this kind of sword of Damocles with, with KPIs over a mar- over marketer's head? dead and it, we should be coming up with a different way of of measuring yeah i think i think kpis generally not just from a from a marketing point of view generally in recruitment they've um they've always had attached to them um it's a little bit of a dirty dirty <laughs> word you know in the in the in the world of recruitment it's minutes hours on the phone how many calls you send how many cvs you send etc etc you know the premise of keep a key performance indicator is still a hundred percent sound 
I just I just don't think people spend enough time on finding out what those key performance indicators are for any single activity that, that's happening from a, from a marketing um, point of view. I think a lot a lot of it comes down to um, a little bit of uh, a lack of planning. If 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 I'm being honest, um, people people slash businesses don't know what they're trying to achieve from their marketing from the outset. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what you're trying to achieve from your marketing from the outset, it's very hard to know what kind of results you need. And if you don't know what kind of results you, you need, you don't know what activity you need to push in, into that. And then it comes down to, to KPIs. I think for, from, a, from a marketing point of view, we, we, always, we always focus on, um, you know, conversions around websites, you know, the contact form downloads at a very basic level mm-hmm. job applications um you know if you're kind of job led with with websites i think i think they're all they're all varied and they're worth looking into but they they it has to be tied into to whatever you've been aiming for at the start yeah. because it's very easy i yeah there's even a lot of talk sometimes around um you know followers you know or likes the the, the vanity type metrics yeah, on yeah. social media and and you know i'm not one of just saying oh look we need a hundred thousand kind of followers but if you've got the data and the insight that that, that you're able to say right over a, a period of 12 months you know say content consistency stuff has remained the same and for every ten thousand extra followers you get you know your engagement goes up by 0.5 percent on linkedin and you can see that trend then it's valid then there's value in mm-hmm. saying well we want to increase our followers by by 25 you know by another twenty-five thousand. saying it for the sake of it is pointless without that that data and insight to um to back it up and i i genuinely think um, you know, for, for marketers and marketing as a profession within recruitment to, to kind of take that step up is that um, they've got to create that bandwidth or time in their in their career, or in, <laughs> which resulting in their damn weeks to really dive in mm-hmm. to data, yeah. dive into trends and pull that insights out. And do you know what? In recruitment, you, you, you've got so much it might not be the best quality in a lot of places, granted, but there's so much there, you know, sitting on your on your 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 bullhorns and everything of this world. There's so much to dive into, but no one takes ownership of it. Like literally, nobody usually owns the CRM. IT might have it. Individual consultants own their own little bubble, but that is a huge opportunity, I think, if, if kind of marketing takes control finds out what they want to know about it and then influence the kind of the processes and draw out the the trends and that insight because that informs everything then the data and the insights it informs internal training it will inform the content that you create the type of content that you create how you distribute it and things but we we work in the majority of times on pure assumption (laughs) and and it's 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 baffling everyone else doesn't you know people outside of um, recruitment don't you know go to the extreme amazon doesn't work on yeah. assumption they work on exactly. you know tens of millions of data points that informs how they communicate with people and uh, I, I think there's there's no reason why we can't do that and i'm saying we as marketers and maybe as rec- as an industry 
um, can't do that to you know improve that candidate and um, client engagement a bit. Imagine being able to remove the worst 25% of your job. How much more could you achieve in a day, a week, or a month? Robotic process automation is changing recruitment by removing mundane, repetitive, and rules-based tasks. If you want to reduce your cost base and increase your capacity to make more placements, resulting in faster growth without the need to hire more people, talk to Liquid Palladium. Visit liquidpalladium.com for more details. Um, so that comes up, uh, brings up a couple of kind of follow-on questions. Um, is so with regards to these the, the 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 KPIs that are the that our fellow marketeers are being set. That's probably been set by not them in the first place. That and I think that possibly is issued. It's been kind of set from on high, and uh, you're right. These vanity metrics come into play then. And so we're talking again, this whole kind of seat at the table. Should we be should we be setting our own uh, kind of uh, metrics to follow uh, and we should be influencing we should begin kind of upselling this to the to the board and say that this is the this is what i want to measure because i know it's because i know it's important and this is what's going to affect the the bottom line yeah i, th- I think if you're not getting the the support and and th- then this happens you know in, in a in the best possible way sometimes is it's like look i trust you to kind of get on with your job and you know we believe in what you're doing is good and it probably is good like as marketers sometimes you need that little bit more you want that little bit of structure and drive is that you do have to um you do have to take it on yourself sometimes um create your uh, a level of accountability uh, for yourself for your own team and just have it working away in the background for a bit so you can build up the knowledge and then rather than moaning every month that you kind of you're not having the com- the right conversations, et cetera, et cetera. You've built up a huge business case of, of evidence of your impact of, of, of what you're doing um, and push it upwards, mm-hmm. I think. You, you, it's just taking it. I think it's taking that little bit of pain and you might not get a f- uh, some pats on the back um, um, immediately, but I think it's it's worth it in, in the end. It gives you a lot more credibility um, when you're having those uh, conversations internally, when you've got you know the evidence to to yeah. back it up, I, I take and that that goes on the same with with budgets as well. And I, you know, I think budgets and ROI are, are obviously linked. Mm-hmm. But there's a you know a huge majority of recruitment businesses who don't have um, marketing budgets. It's a cost center. It's like oh yeah, put it in marketing. Yep. Oh yeah, don't worry, you can do it. And I think if that's the case, you might think, oh, that's brilliant. I can, spe- I can spend what I want. But it doesn't address that issue of return on investment. So I think, you know, if you haven't got a budget or someone said, oh, yeah, we don't need one. Don't worry about it. Do it. <laughs> Just create it yourself. Chuck something on Excel. Work backwards saying, right, I want to achieve X, Y, and Z this year. I'm going to need this. I'm expecting these types of results. And just create it yourself for for your own accountability mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, and that, that brings up questions about the skill sets of a modern recruitment mm-hmm. marketeer. Um, and I, th- I suppose, like again, this is an assumption that a lot of us in recruitment marketing probably haven't gone down a very formal process. You know, they, you know, and a lot of it's kind of on the job learn and. You know, some of us have kind of fallen into it. Some of us might come on very kind of uh, a lower level and then kind of worked our way up. 
and it poses the question is you know the modern recruitment marketer needs to be kind of part data analyst as well because crunching through all these numbers like you know the, the, the thought of diving into your kind of your database at your business which has 50 plus thousand kind of entries in it something like that, and, and and trying to kind of crunch all that and analyze that and use the database uh, you know how it should be used you know to analyze mm-hmm. that data can seem pretty scary right yeah. um so again this is probably one of those other kind of the seat at the table questions is is the modern is a modern recruitment marketeer no longer really the marketeer it's more you know the data is part data analyst as well yeah i, th- I think the role of, of marketing has has changed um and and I, I think the understanding on the whole um, for what marketing can deliver uh, within a business has has changed. Now, speaking from from personal experience, certainly over the past three or four years, I'd never imagined that. And, and you've probably um, found the same here with um, with Thinking Circles. I'd never imagined that I'd be working to the extent that I do with smaller businesses smaller recruitment businesses who want to start their marketing journey mm. a lot earlier on you know I, I, i'm literally talking like sub five person <laughs> recruitment businesses where you know in in days gone by it's just sell sell sales head down get the revenue in conversations about marketing are happening you know alongside those kind of sales um sales conversations which is which is great and i should see it, see it as a great opportunity but e- equally i think traditionally that first marketing hire within recruitment businesses would be the admin level mm. help help with the socials help with this help with that i think i think it has i, th- I think it has changed i think yeah. people people now want um you know a, a qualified uh, and when i say qualified i mean someone with um more rounded ex- experience of a, of a more commercial world and you know it, it is being willing to to be to be paid for I, I had I had a I had a conversation on um on on LinkedIn it was go, it was going on um a, a couple of days ago around you know that uh, the whole specialist marketing approach or the generalist marketing approach and I'm you know I'm a I'm a proud uh, jack of jack of all trades, and there's plenty of uh, jacks and janes of all trades out there. But I think when you become a generalist and you're able to dip into things ev- everywhere, it just makes you more commercially aware of what's go- what's going on in mm-hmm. the business. Um, always with a, your, your marketing hat on for the majority of it, and focusing on that the brand and the experience and and, and things. But yeah, I, I, has the skill the data has certainly yeah. changed it I, I i think there's more and more marketing is led by data yeah. you know it, it, marketing uh, data is isn't now just um something that sits in finance if if you like uh where it is traditionally mm. it is it is i think it is marketing yeah. now um and that do- that doesn't mean that um, you know every marketer has to go and be an expert in interrogating databases and um, you know being experts in SQL. So I don't even know if I've got that acronym right. Um, but I, I think whether where the marketing role there, there, there's experts who are good with that that kind of thing and they form part of the marketing function, whether internally or externally. What the marketing marketer's job to do is to bring that data to life 
is to story tell it is yeah. to sell it to other areas of the business and that and that's that's the challenge and probably you know where i'd see the more traditional marketer is utilizing the data maybe not you know pulling all the the nitty gritty out of it but taking it and having that ability to turn numbers graphs you know up and down percentages into something that's really compelling both internally but also externally for for candidates and clients and i think that's a really good point i think that then um partly goes into justifying the value of a, of a good recruitment marketer um because coming back to your point around the smaller businesses that are kind of more interested in marketing at a kind of a startup level and we mm-hmm. have several on our books who are kind of sub five sub my businesses who 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 want marketing um but there is a certain amount of those other businesses that that you know and it, it, for anyone watching or not watching i'm doing air quotes who do it themselves as well right um which i think to a certain extent um again devalues marketing a slightly bit because if you kind of if it's kind of if the recruiters when they're starting up they're doing it themselves and they believe that marketing is sticking out some posts on on linkedin um then there's there's that kind of mindset sometimes kind of gets into into businesses that it's easy because all it is is just putting out a linkedin post when actually no what what a, a, you know a modern marketer brings this whole plethora of of kind of skills in interrogating databases influencing that database understanding what's going on what's happening and being able to trend that out and kind of get ahead of that kind of thing and then communicate that as well which is the really bit which the bit i don't think we do particularly well yeah. is communicating that um which is um uh which is an interesting point let's so coming back to our kind of main uh, discussion around uh marketing data uh, you you meant you've picked up on a few things that we should and shouldn't measure but uh, just r- kind of remind us again what are the kind of things that you believe that we should be measuring and more importantly the things that we probably shouldn't be measuring yeah uh, look i, I think i think it, it completely depends on your on your marketing approach i know that sounds uh sounds like a a cop out and it depends what what types of type of business that you're um that you're that you're operating in um and where where the focus is in in terms of in terms of growth i i think nowadays um for, for me in terms of the biggest opportunity for for recruitment businesses and marketers in general is is around engagement you've got to be measuring engagement um because especially you know at the time of us recording now where 99% of the markets are you know a candidate short is how are we interacting with the majority of the market with content um you know on a regular basis whether it's via email whether it's via social media whether it's via you know events you know real real or virtual now in in this crazy new world that we live in um i i think you need to be measuring all of those all of those kind of touch points and the value of those touch points to be able to inform how much people are bought into your brand and again i think this it it kind of leads on to um and you know we joke we joked about it when you were on um on, on my show james it's like you've got to build out the these models that that allow you to add a value to certain type of activity for the people that you're reaching out to mm-hmm. you know uh, an easy in inverted commas social post is worth a lot less value to someone engaged than 
than an event that you're yeah. you're running for for 200 people and things but i think those engagement scores are is is what you want to look at yeah. um but but ultimately like i say go, going back to what i was saying is like how does that how does that translate and flow through to um you know candidate acquisition um you know leads um and and you know i i I think we often forget this sometimes, especially uh, now. Internal hiring as well. You know, if you're if you're kind of in control of employer brand and you're working yeah. with a an IR team, you know, make sure you you create that that level of engagement there as there as well. I think that's um, okay. you know, yeah. I think that's really important. I, I, I completely agree, and and, and um, we we see that with the, with our clients. You know, that as as you said, uh, the many it's it's uh, it's it's that trying to bring on new talent, uh, bring on candidates. Um, and more and often trying to kind of uh, bring on new members of staff. Um, uh, one of the kind of uh, metrics that I like, and it would be good to, uh, is I like this um, this potential value. Right. So once mm. you've got someone into the database, you've drawn them into the database, then they have a potential value at that point. You know, if they're good enough to be in the database, the average value of a of a of a of a candidate in your database is X. Okay. Yep. So as a marketeer, you've brought in a potential value into the database of potentially a hundred thousand pounds in a month or something like that, because if they all of them were placed, that's possibly how much it could be. Um, but knowing how, and, and, but the nice thing about that is it counts for how recruitment works is that they could yes. sit there for a couple of months without much happening or just being kind of engaged with and just going backwards and forwards doing what the marketers do and the recruiters do, but there's a value attached to them. If they're there, there's a value. You brought them in, boom, they're worth 20 grand or something like that, you know, and that I always quite like that. I think that's a nice one. And it, you can prove that. And it's not that difficult to prove that you've got them there. You can go back to the board and go, look, there's a potential value of this in the database. You know, it's up to you guys to really kind of to do the next bit to place yeah. them, right? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I always, you know, I, I, I talk about expected value. It's exactly, yeah. it's exactly the same thing. And I think as a marketer, what, what you can do, you can speak to your finance people, you can jump into whatever analytics tool you might have on your CRM and work out and you can slice and dice go as deep as you want. It's like, well, from the point of registration through to, um, you know, someone being hired, the average time to fill is is X. And you can keep monitoring, um, you know, when you've brought in those leads. And if it hasn't filled, again, this is what makes you kind of more commercially aware as a marketer mm. is that you can speak to other people in the business say, well, why hasn't this happened? It might be a training thing within the business. You know, it might be an individual personnel thing and things but i think you know my, and I'm, I'm talking you know this is a utopian world for for me <laughs> is that um I, i'd love there. you know if we say there's eight eight stages to a recruitment process is that is that marketing whether it's on a crm or anything controls however many it might be say four stages to the point of attraction acquisition and nurturing mm -hmm. and then when you hit certain triggers into nurturing that's when um the recruiters can actually get involved now i know in reality that's not going to happen because people can search the, the crm they can select select 50 candidates and and send them out a message and it undoes any any work that you yeah. might do as a marketer but i, th I think you know, if you increase your standing in the business and you increase your influence and you're able to demonstrate results, even on a, you know, take a small subset, a small team or something to show that process works um, within recruitment will make a huge amount of difference. Yeah. I think it would boost brand value, it would boost your reputation in the market, market, 
and and bottom line, it would give you a better chance of uh, of probably placing candidates. Um, it kind of goes against all of the the urgency and the the here and now um, world that we live in. But again, do you know what? It it happens in in a lot of other walks of life when it comes to you know either B two B marketing or, or or the the B two C world. And there's there's no reason why you know. We can't at least um, strive for it if not if not try and uh, you know completely revolutionise everything tomorrow. Um, and I think that is a great place to finish on. I think I think yeah. that's a, a great sentiment to finish on. Uh, Glenn, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. Uh, I'm sure at some point in the future we'll have you back because uh, you know um, we could carry this on for hours. Uh, but for now, thank you very much. Thanks, James. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, you can subscribe to the Marketing Rules podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. I've been your host, James Whitelock, and I hope you can join me and more amazing guests next time. Marketing Rules Podcast is a Thinking Circles production.